हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन चैप्टर वन स्ट्रक्चरल चेंज एंड आवर टॉपिक इज अर्बनाइजेशन एंड इंडस्ट्रियलाइजेशन फर्स्ट वी डिस्कस द कॉलोनियल एक्सपीरियंस इंडस्ट्रियलाइजेशन रेफर्स टू द एमरजेंस ऑफ मशीन प्रोडक्शन बेस्ड ऑन द यूज ऑफ इन एनिमेट पावर रिसोर्सिस लाइक स्टीम और इलेक्ट्रिसिटी इन मोस्ट स्टैंडर्ड वेस्टर्न टेक्स्ट बुक ऑफ शिशोलॉजी वी लर्न दैट इन इवन द मोस्ट एडवांस्ड ऑफ ट्रेडिशनल सिविलाइजेशंस मोस्ट पीपल वर एंगेज इन वर्किंग ऑन द लैंड द रिलेटिवली लो लेवल ऑफ टेक्नोलॉजिकल डेवलपमेंट डिड नॉट परमिट मोर देन अ स्मॉल minority to be freed from the chores of agricultural production by contrast a prime feature of industrial societies today is that a large majority of the employed population work in factories offices or shops rather than agriculture over 90% of people in the west live in towns and cities where most jobs are to be found and new job opportunities were created not surprisingly therefore we usually associate urbanization with industrialization they often do occur together but not always so for instance in britain the first society to undergo industrialization was also the earliest to move from being ruler to a predominantly urban country in 1800 well under 20% of the population lived in towns or cities of more than 10000 inhabitants by 1900 this proportion had become 74% the capital city london was home to about 1.1 million people in 1800 it increased in size to the a population of over 7 million by the start of the 20th century london was then by far the largest city ever seen in the world a vast manufacturing commercial and financial center at the heart of a still expanding british empire In India the impact of the very same british industrialization led to deindustrialization in some sectors and decline of old urban centers just as manufacturing boomed in britain traditional exports of cotton and silk manufacturers from india declined in the face of manchester competition this period also saw the further decline of cities such as surat and muslipatnam while bombay and madras grew when the british took over indian states towns like tanjavar dhaka and murshidabad lost their courts and therefore some of their artisans and court gentry from the end of the 19th century with the installation of 
mechanized factory industries. Some towns became much more heavily populated. Urban luxury manufacturers like the high-quality silks and cottons of Dhaka or Murshidabad must have been hit first by the almost simultaneously collapse of indigenous court demand and the external market on which these had largely depended. Village crafts in the interior and particularly in regions other than eastern India where British penetration was earliest and deepest probably survived much longer, coming to be seriously affected only with the spread of railways. Unlike British, where the impact of industrialization led to more people moving into urban areas in India, the initial impact of the same British industrialization led to more people moving into agriculture. The census of Indian report shows this clearly. Sociological writings in India have often discussed both the contradictory and unintended consequences of colonialism. Comparisons have been made between the industrialization in the West and the growth of the West middle class with that of the Indian experience. It also shows how industrialization is not just about new machine-based production, but also a story of the growth of new social groups in society and in new social relationships. In other words, it is about changes in the Indian social structure. Cities had a key role in the economic system of empires. Coastal cities such as Mumbai, Kolkata and Chennai were favored. From here, primary commodities could be easily exported and manufactured goods could be cheaply imported. Colonial cities were the prime link between the economic center or core in Britain and periphery or margins in colonized India. Cities in this sense were the concrete expression of global capitalism. In British India, for example, Bombay was planned and redeveloped so that by 1900, over three quarters of India's raw cotton were shipped through the city. Calcutta exported jute to Dundee, while Madras sent coffee, sugar, indigo dyes, and cotton to Britain. Urbanization in the colonial period saw the decline of some earlier urban centers and the emergence of new colonial cities. Kolkata was one of the first of the such cities. In 1690, an English merchant named by Job Carnock arranged to leash three villages named Kolkata, Gobindapur and 
Sultanuti. By the river Hooghly, in order to set up a trading post. In 1698, William Fort was established by the river for defensive purposes, and a large open areas were cleared around the fort for military engagements. The fort and the open area called Maidan formed the core of the city that emerged rather rapidly. Now let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.